Hello, and welcome back to a long time coming meta hour in the metaverse. The beginning of 2022 has been incredibly busy and we've slipped a bit, but we're back now and ready to get you updated to the still quickly progressing metaverse. Ironically, listening back to our last episode at the beginning of 2022, I commented on how 2021 was a blur and the goal for 2022 was to make it less so. I can't say I've achieved that goal and somehow we're already in midsummer and soon Christmas decorations will be going up in department stores. The metaverse ecosystem hasn't changed that much and VR adoption is still trickling in, but there has been a good amount of foundational progress with companies committing department resources and financial dollars in developing technology related to metaverse expansion. Today, we'll bounce through some of the more recent news happenings and then look at how our 2022 predictions for metaverse progression have fared halfway into this year. Then we'll review some of the much further out predictions of why big businesses are starting to pay more attention to helping define what the metaverse could truly be. But first, the news. The Cataverse. No, this is not a metaverse for cats, though I'm sure that's coming. The metaverse as a concept continues to grow, even if no one is still quite sure what it is now or what it will be in the long run. Case in point, the Catalonian government is looking to develop their own metaverse called the Cataverse. As you may or may not know, Catalonia is a cultural region in Spain that encompasses most notably Barcelona. The Catalonian people see themselves as distinct from their Spanish neighbors, with a different language and traditions that are important for them to preserve. Their goals of creating the Cataverse are such that it will be linked to the Catalan language and the Catalan culture. However, no real details yet on what would likely be the first government-backed metaverse or where it would be hosted. But it has been in the news, and I guess that accounts for something. MetaPay Meta has rebranded their Facebook pay service as a new wallet for use in the metaverse. This is to allow for a universal payment system that works across platforms. A key point in the MetaPay wallet is not just for funds, but also how you'll manage your digital identity and proof of ownership of digital items you've purchased. This is obviously a direct delve into NFTs, which Meta recently also announced they are moving to adopt across their platforms. Mark says, In the future, there will be all sorts of digital items you might want to create or buy. Digital clothing, art, videos, music, experiences, virtual elements, and more. Proof of ownership will be important, especially if you want to take some of those items with you across different services. Creators are mentioned a few times in his announcement as the company continues to grow their creator tools and monetization. It will be a requirement for creators to have a simple and reliable way to sell digital goods, and for consumers to store them and transfer them between meta worlds, be that meta itself or another platform. But more importantly, meta is going to want to take a cut of every transaction you make through their wallet. Tencent. Tencent, one of the largest software development companies and stakeholder in Epic Games, is taking a deeper step into the metaverse world by officially announcing a dedicated metaverse division, dubbed the Extended Reality Unit. I kind of like that phrase. It basically means what metaverse has come to mean, but it encompasses both augmented and virtual reality, and doesn't place a lot of emphasis on the term meta. This follows the news from one of our prior episodes a few months back, that Tencent had purchased Turtle Rock Studios as a part of their ongoing video game purchasing spree, which we assume was in prep for their transition from 3D platform games to metaverse, or shall I say, extended reality games. 
Tencent has the resources to launch us into the future of gaming, as well as personal interaction, and it will be exciting to see what their extended reality unit comes up with. Metaverse Standards Forum 35 companies, including Meta, Microsoft, Alibaba, Epic Games, Uni, Sony, and many others, recently signed on as founding members of the organization called the Metaverse Standards Forum. The organization's role is to promote interoperability between the differing metaverse platforms, thus creating an open and inclusive metaverse. While the organization cites they will focus on action-based products to accelerate the testing and adoption of standards, I wonder if the rest of the member companies will be able to hold back while the forum creates their guidelines. It seems surprising that a company like Meta or Epic that have the resources to develop technologies quickly and who understand the importance of first-to-market and control of IP will not try to maximize their own adoption rates, which partially comes from blocking others from doing the same. The standards forum sounds like a great idea, but the big companies have almost no choice in becoming members as they have all said how important they believe an open metaverse will be. But saying or doing are two very different things, especially when there are potentially billions of dollars at play. Most likely what will happen is one of these companies will develop a Web3 aspect that they take off in adoption, and instead of updating their software to work with others, they'll require others to adopt their technology standards, and we'll be just right back to where we started with needing to adjust your digital presence to match whichever platform you're connecting to that day. While the Metaverse Standards Forum sounds like a good idea, and some of the smaller companies might really benefit from engaging in an open platform that everyone can use to access everyone else's metaverse, I have a hard time believing that the big companies like Meta aren't going to continue to kind of control access to theirs. The news of land deals and new metaverse launches and the hype of everything needing to be tagged with the term metaverse has quieted down significantly. However, we're seeing larger scale changes in the ecosystem that will ultimately develop the metaverse and it won't be very long before another cycle of meta hype is upon us. So while we wait for that, let's check in on where we're at in 2022. We're at the halfway mark for the year 2022 and so this is a good point to check in on our 2022 predictions that we made back at the end of 2021. There are still a good six months to go in the year but I have a feeling at the rate of change, we'll be gaining traction on a lot of these items sooner rather than later. In the number 10 slot, we predicted new releases of VR and AR technology. This was a no-brainer, as companies are constantly churning out new tech, but there haven't been any major releases yet. Meta likely won't have their Oculus 3 before the end of the year. Sony did announce their PSVR 2 in the early 2022, but given supply chains and other factors, it likely also won't make it before 2023. Apple is nowhere near close to announcing their VR or AR glasses. I wouldn't even expect an announcement until 2023. Our number nine slot was the continued purchasing of virtual land. With the recent major decline in the crypto market cap, there has been a major dip in the big ticket item purchasing of virtual lands in platforms such as the Sandbox and Decentraland. However, that doesn't take away from the hundreds of millions of dollars already forked out for land parcels over the past year. The market price will likely stay low through 2022, but may jump again when the next crypto fever kicks in. And people do continue to buy land parcels. They're just getting them at a better deal right now. Number eight was expecting social governance to start to come together to manage harassment across the metaverse. 
Even though there have been a series of incidents around inappropriate social interactions in Meta's Horizon worlds, there hasn't been any notable progress on the adoption of a governance group to enforce protecting those more vulnerable. And unfortunately, until there are more defined Metaverse platforms, there probably won't be one created. So we should expect this one also in 2023 or beyond. Number seven was the continued expansion of NFTs and their link to the Metaverse. The NFT market has probably been the biggest change across the Web3 sphere in that the market value of even the most sought-after tokens have plummeted following the bear crypto market. Though the biggest news this week is that the sales volume of NFTs this month is set to be the first month with sales below a billion. While some may be trying to offload their collections with the crypto drop, others are still snapping up the assets with almost as much energy as before. The NFT markets are not metaverse-related specifically. The technology behind how these assets are controlled and displayed is going to only increase the importance as metaverse platforms grow, however. I would say considering the consistent purchasing of NFTs and their direct usage in the metaverse, this one is on par for 2022. You can never have enough digital kitties to cover your virtual backpack. Number six was predicting that Hollywood would find a way to attach itself to the metaverse. This was probably short-sighted, as Hollywood moves way too slowly to properly adapt to the quickly changing metaverse frontier. If anything, they will find ways to market tentpole movies with some sort of metaverse edge, but we won't likely see a virtual reality Hollywood anytime soon. Number five was that the workplace would adapt more virtual reality as COVID splintered everyone to remote working. Many businesses are trying to wrangle their employees back into the offices, so the virtual metaspace meetings are becoming less necessary. We haven't seen any good productivity apps gain any real traction, but I still believe a migration to an interconnected virtual office with tools for collaboration and desk work will find their way to the surface soon enough. But I don't think the year 2022 is when we're going to see the mass adoption. Number four was that gaming would continue to expand. As we mentioned in the news segment, companies are starting to put serious resources and capital into developing gaming experiences that can work in the metaverse. There is just too much untapped potential for them not to. Tencent's extended reality unit is one such direct focus on pushing the boundaries of what we know today with virtual reality gaming. They are likely not just to focus on VR experiences or sandbox Decentraland-type worlds, but the next level of interconnectedness that is necessary to truly define a metaverse. Whether companies like Tencent are going to develop their own metaverses or simply develop tools to allow users to feel more enthralled in current games, we'll have to see. And I wonder if in the next six months, some of that news will start to break. For number three, we predicted an influx of meta-influencers. There has been a distinction created in what a metaverse influencer is. I had originally simply meant a real person who hangs out in virtual reality and posts videos about experiences in the metaverse, much like any YouTube star would do today. But if you search for metaverse influencer, it's taken on a very different meaning, and that is of a virtual influencer, a computer-generated character made to look as human as possible, which is then photographed in real settings and posted to social media. They're almost all girls, except this gem. Look up Nobody Sausage and his or her 4.4 million Instagram followers. Go ahead and check that out. Hopefully that's not what is to become of the next Metaverse influencers, but it's a nice little distraction. Number two was the impact of extended virtual reality usage on our health and wellness. This is quick. There hasn't been enough time yet, or enough adoption of VR to study its long-term impacts. So we'll just move this one off to, say, 2025. 
And the number one prediction we had for 2022 was AR world mapping. Google brought this one to fruition in early 2022 by announcing they were releasing an API to their AR mapping called LiveView and allowing it usage for free. This would allow would-be AR world creators to tap into Google's map coverage and develop AR games and non-gaming apps alike. There are other competitors like Niantic, who is actually also owned by Google, pursuing the same mapping. And I think we might see some of this broach the surface before the end of 2022. It would be an incredible experience if you were able to geotag a virtual experience within a bar or an event or in the middle of a park, and anyone with a set of AR glasses, <coughs> Apple, um, would be able to connect to that in real time on the fly. I think we're going to see this develop quite quickly over the next six months. And there we have it. If I tally up the predictions so far, I say we're ahead of the curve on gaming and AR world mapping, on par for metaverse influencers, hardware tech, digital assets, and lagging behind on the digital land expansion, social governance, health, and workplace in Hollywood. Web3, which is the combination of crypto, digital identity, assets, NFTs, will be what we know of the metaverse. A series of interconnected and experience-based platforms where you interact through some sort of persona that distinguishes you as a unique entity and not just an IP address and a set of browser-based cookie data. While some of our predictions may not make it in 2022, I would gamble we will see a lot of more of them come to light in 2023 for sure, especially as the Web3 phenomenon takes hold. There has been a shift in focus to what is possible in the next phase of the internet, or more importantly, what is the potential value of the metaverse? As the construct of the metaverse comes together, be it connected virtual world we can only access via headset, or a hybrid virtual and augmented world joined by geotagged experiences, or simply a Web3 way to define your individual presence on a new version of today's internet, one thing they all share in common is the opportunity for digital assets to be bought, sold, traded, and most importantly, consumed. Consumerism is what everyone is banking on, in whatever version of the metaverse prevails. And companies are building their engines now to get ahead of what will become the largest world economy. Mark Zuckerberg was recently a guest on Jim Cramer's Mad Money, where they discussed the economic value of the metaverse in the future. Meta's goal is to get a billion people connected in their metaverse, each spending about $100 on digital goods, content, and assets. Now, it's obviously in Mark's best interest to extrapolate highly for the benefit of Meta's bottom line. But considering they do have around 3.6 billion monthly active users encompassing all of their platforms, it's not hard to imagine getting a subset of those 3.6 billion, plus all the new users who aren't yet a part of Meta, and onboarding them in order to reach a billion using some facet of their metaverse technology. In a similar vein, McKinsey, the global consulting firm, has published a 77-page report outlining the emergence of the metaverse and its potential to create $5 trillion in value by 2030. That's a lot of dollars in a fairly short time. Here, I am looking at predictions for 2022, where only about 25% of them are on course to be achieved this year. McKinsey is expecting the metaverse windfall to start today in order to get from today's estimation of only 200 to 300 billion in value to $5 trillion in value in six and a half short years. The reasoning behind their numbers come from gathering data on the predicted growth of public companies, governments, and interviewed consultants who currently have or plan to have a metaverse presence. This would include accessing the metaverse and use of commerce in any of the interconnected ways, 
VR, AR, desktop, mobile devices, etc. The key point in how they reach $5 trillion is they expect non-gaming purchases to be the driving force in the dollar spent. While a gamer might spend one to two hours more immersed in the metaverse than a non-gamer, non-gaming e-commerce accounts for almost 80% more spend than gaming. Everyone is putting a lot of weight on gaming and the fully immersive virtual worlds, but that really does exclude a very large portion of the populace who will buy everything from concert tickets to virtual stickers to real-world consumables, all via a metaverse-connected wallet and someone, somewhere, taking a cut of every transaction. Which is why companies like Meta, Tencent, Unity, and KPMG are all preparing themselves with dedicated metaverse technology departments, because the opportunity to sell goods is what's going to drive the meta world into the real world. This episode's Meta Hour cocktail is a summer spritzer mojito called Minting the Metaverse. Because there's mint and you mint NFTs. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're fully immersed in summer, and how better to relax in the sun than a cold, minty mojito. We like to push the mint and add some type of spritz, be it a straight club soda or jump across the continents with a splash of Portuguese vino verde. To make your minting the metaverse, you'll need two ounces of white rum, two tablespoons freshly squeezed lime juice, half an ounce tablespoon simple syrup, a third of a cup of vino verde, I don't recommend champagne or sparkling wine for this one. Handful of mint leaves to muddle and to garnish. Lime wedges to muddle and garnish. To start, add about 10 to 12 mint leaves to a cocktail shaker. Using a muddler or the back of a wooden spoon, mash the mint leaves into the mixer a few times to break them up. Then add one or two lime wedges and muddle the wedges to extract the juice and release the lime oils. Add the sugar syrup and the rum and stir and pour into a high glass. Don't strain it. Fill the glass with ice and slowly add the vina verde. Garnish with a lime wedge and some whole mint leaves. Be careful with these, though. The mint and the lime make them taste like a refreshing tonic, while the rum and the sparkling wine can catch you off guard. If you haven't heard of vina verde, it's a northern Portugal white wine, though there are reds too, just less of them, from the region of Vinho Verde. It's known for its high acidity, low alcohol, and subtle sparkling quality. The name Vinho Verde while translated means green wine, doesn't have anything to do with the wine, but that the region gets a lot of rainfall, so it stays green and lush all year round. Vino Verde wines are made from a variety of grapes and are bottled and released very quickly to maintain their fruity profile, much like a Beaujolais Nouveau. It's because of the light alcohol and the acidic tartness and the fruity profile it pairs so well with our mint in the metaverse mojito cocktail. We hope you enjoy it. And that's another episode of Meta Hour in the Metaverse. We'll be back soon with more Metaverse news and happenings, as well as another Meta Hour Metaverse cocktail. If you have questions or want to feature a cocktail you enjoy in the Metaverse, or simply want to say hello, email us at ask at metahour.com. Help spread the word and hit subscribe on your podcast app. More subscribes helps us get discovered. This has been a production of Meta Hour, produced and written by Ben Stanley.